Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the Confessions of a Female Coach podcast. We're your hosts, Vanessa Summers, Dominika Lukova, Erin Barber. Thanks again for tuning in. This week, we're going to be talking about why you may never make progress. And then we're going to give our opinions about people who tend to overshare on social media. So I know the title of this podcast is a little bit brutal, but I think it is an important podcast, to be honest, and something that could be hopefully really helpful to you guys. So why you might never make progress. There are so many reasons for this. Sometimes it might be because of yourself. Sometimes it may be because of people around you, but I think it's really important for us to, I guess, unpick this girls and give our opinions as to why somebody may fail when it comes to their fitness journey. So Dom, do you want to take it away? So as a transformation coach, I don't tend to have as many clients who have this victim kind of mentality. So, you know, feeling sorry for themselves um, and not really sticking to the plan, not adhering as they should and I think the expectation of them when they come to my sessions for instance or when I, when I have a, people who come to consultations for the first time people tend to be very excited and they're like yeah definitely we will do that I can 100% do everything that you need me to do and then when it comes to reality um, what I found that people actually don't have I'm gonna say what it takes to get where they want to get because they just not in a good time in their life. It's it, like to be able to do transformation, you need to be in a good time. You have to have a good time in your life. It needs to be in the right time in your life. That's what I'm trying to say. And to be able to get a really good result and get the most out of your training. However, if you have like, say you have a mental health issue, say you have like some drama at work, if you have a stressful events coming up, if you have a lot of social life going on, and then you're not really willing to like sacrifice some of it, then when it comes to obviously the reality of making the progress and seeing results, it's not quite there. And often I have people coming to me and they want something, but they just they just can't deliver as I ask them to do, as what I ask for them. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just like, I don't deal well with people who don't listen to me. Like, I, I don't have a patience, really. So if somebody can't do what, they, what I ask them to do, I... I just don't have a sympathy to be like, oh, I'm sorry about that. You know, like I kind of like, sometimes I push them into another trainer or like, you know, I give them recommendation to train with someone else or work with someone else because I'm not a right person for them. So I tend to work with people who are come to me because they want certain results, they want a certain look or like, you know, feel a certain way. But I don't do well with if that then contradicts with, with what they can do in realistically in their life especially yeah of course especially if the client isn't honest with you right they've 100%. come to you for a reason yeah and they need to they want to hold themselves to a yeah. higher standard how are you meant to help that person if they're not honest with themselves or with you or when you know there comes the tears quite often you know like oh you know this happened and that happened and like you know I'm gonna say the poor me comes out and like I understand life can be difficult and challenging at times and I'm not saying it isn't but I'm just not a trainer for you if, if you are not willing to sacrifice things or kind of get on with it even though life gets hard because we all have a like my life gets hard and you know I'm not comparing myself to somebody whose life you know we all have a different situations and different things going on that's fine but I just know that if somebody comes to me for transformation and they say oh I can definitely do that in a consultation 
but then when it comes to actually putting the work in um and it just doesn't happen nothing happens outside the session it's like why even bother you know as Dom said, so many factors will affect other people's life, right? Yeah. So it, some people's lives are going to be much easier than others. But in my opinion, the reason why you won't get results, to be completely bluntly honest, is because of yourself, because you haven't set the boundaries in place and you haven't reached out for the support and you haven't been honest with yourself. Um, I see it often enough where people make excuses and they can't train away from me they can't be mindful of nutrition they can't get the steps in sleep it's there's always an excuse and what it comes down to is just being honest with yourself asking for that support being honest with your coach and being like right this is what my life looks like at the moment I'm struggling how can we navigate this and if you've got a good coach they're going to be there for you they're going to be flexible and be like okay this is what's realistic for you and what and what's important is you take that on board and you try your damn hardest to implement those things. And most of the time, the discussions that you're having, the goals that you're setting in place are realistic. It's already been established when you've had that conversation with your coach. Okay, do you know what is realistic? It's realistic for me to go out for a walk for 10 minutes every day. It's realistic for me to have fruit and veg with every meal. Those are realistic and sustainable things to do. But if you choose, you have to be honest with yourself. And if you're not able to do that, you're choosing not to. And that's something that you need to figure out in yourself. Yeah. I'd say, I think it goes back even further than that. I don't think most people know why they want to change. I think a lot of people have not kind of unpicked the layers in themselves to say why they want to start making a healthier lifestyle change or maybe lose weight or build muscle. I think when people are only choosing extrinsic factors, which are external sources, as in they want to look good for a partner or for a holiday or for something like that, and they're not thinking about the inner reason as to why they want to make those changes, you're never going to it's make the change. Because it's not a good enough reason. And I think for most people, they haven't actually sat within their own minds and thought, why do I want to do this? Because, for example, I've had a client tell me that she wants to drop two dress sizes. Why? Oh, because I think I'll be happier. But why? Mm. But I don't think people ask themselves why enough. People I are, sorry, people no. are scared yeah. to ask themselves yeah. the yeah. question. Because it'll be like something, it'll be something deeper. It yeah. usually 100%. always is something deeper. And whether that's going to, whether, you know, getting in shape or something is actually going to change that. I think that's the thing for a lot of people. I think them wanting to go through that transformation, that might not even what be, be what they need. I don't know what is the need. But a lot of people won't ask themselves why they want to make those changes because until you really, really know, there's always going to be an excuse. Exactly, yeah. you'll make excuses. This is why when I'm taking on new clients, I don't just ask them what their what their general goal is. I ask them specifically, what is your? I think I say, I think in my form it says, what is your physical and what is your emotional goal? Because mm -hmm. I make them think deeper. So, for example, it's. It asks a question, so I'm not just getting a generic, I wanna lose weight, I wanna get on shape for holiday. What's your emotional goal? What's your emotional attachment to this journey? And this is something we'll talk about in the consultation and obviously communicate throughout our training experience. And it just means that you have that clarity. Okay, I wanna get in shape because I wanna feel more confident. I wanna become more healthy. I wanna be able to run after my kids. I wanna be able to walk up the stairs and not feel out of breath, all valid reasons. And that's what's gonna help motivate you to get out and do the work, essentially. What's 
waking up in the morning and saying, I'm going to train because I want a six pack. Mm-hmm. Unless you've got the most motivation in the world, that's not going to stick. However, what is going to kind of get you out of bed in the morning is by thinking, I'm going to train because I want to feel more confident. I want to, I want to not be out of breath walking up the stairs. That's going to give you that driver to actually succeed and put in the work. It's funny because even people who really want it, they still don't do it. This is what I found. So like I have a client who come to me and they're like, I really, and you can tell, you know, like there comes the tears and they're getting a little bit when they cry in the consultation, like, cause you can really see that. Like, I know this is- I could think of anything sounds, worse. It means they care. No, but it's, it's an emotional moment. Yeah, yeah. It's like they're ready for emotionally and they're like, they're vulnerable. So they're ready to open up and they're ready to change their life. And like, that's when usual results follow. So I do tend to like try and make my clients, okay, tell me your why. But people, like, it's not my job to be a psychologist. So, like, it's like people are so closed up most of the time because they are, like, like we said before, they are so scared to find out what's their why that they would just think of X, Y, Z, any other excuse, just like, oh, I want to I, I feel better because of this and I want to lose weight because I want to feel better. But maybe think about, okay, so maybe my partner will cheat on me if I don't get in better mm. shape. Or maybe, I don't know, I won't feel good in a dress size when I go out with my girlfriends or I don't know, whatever. So like, but I did find like in, in, in the past five years that even people who want it, no matter how much they want it, something more overpowers, sometimes still something overpowers decisions of actually carrying on and getting on with it. Well, I think that kind of takes us on to maybe yeah. the conversation about self-sabotage. Have you had clients who have been absolutely smashing it, like no issues, and then all of a sudden, boom. Yeah, their partners come into the place sometimes Is too. that a common thing? Yeah, well, I had a few times when, um, say, like, one of my clients lost a lot of weight, and then, like, her partner would just start joking about, oh, I don't like your biceps, or, like, oh, I don't like how muscular you look now. Get red. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> red flags yeah so like it's quite a few times and i heard from other pts too like stories like partner is weighing out like oh you told me this story and like the partner is giving him more food just so she doesn't lose more weight (gasps) yeah it's insane yeah so there are there are so many like think about it as a partner right you're spending so much time with the other half at home and if you are like if your identity changes because you are completely changes how you look and how you feel about yourself and then the other person still goes home and eats takeaways and like, you know, essentially what you used to do, for instance, but you no longer do that, but they do. They will they, they will make to unconsciously, they will try to make you eat rubbish too. So they feel better themselves um, because they know they're not trying to change who they are um, and for better anyway. So, um, for instance, like my client went on holiday and like the entire family is just like, drink, drink, you know, like enjoy, you have to enjoy your life. It's all, and then everybody's super overweight in a, in a like family, but like nobody really tells them like, nobody's like, oh, you're doing great. Or maybe sometimes, but nobody goes like, okay, maybe, maybe we shouldn't really try and push it into drinking and eating rubbish because, but I think people do it unconsciously. I don't think it's something that people do on, you know, like, on purpose on purpose to make you feel bad it's just because when they see you making progress and they see that you've been on the same level as them at the start and you they're not making progress but you are smashing it they unconsciously feel bad about themselves and by you eating rubbish they don't really have to think about that anymore and i think at that point obviously it's going back to what i said earlier like what i and i stand by what i said like it is 
if you're not being able to execute everything that you're meant to in order to get healthier, it is down to you. But obviously you have circumstances where other people are trying to sabotage you. What I will say is it is up to you. And I know it's difficult, but it is up to you to set those boundaries and realize what's happening be like, right, my family are getting involved now. My partner's doing this. My friends are like not being supportive. It's up to me to set that boundary in place and be like, listen, I love you guys. I know you guys love me as well, but this isn't working for me. Like, you know, I'm on this journey. And then if they push back and they, they're horrible about it, then obviously you've got to kind of cross that bridge. Change your circles. Change your circles. Is that how you say it? Yeah. yeah. Unless no. it's your family. No. <laughs> but... <laughs> avoid your family just, uh, just, <laughs> no. just yeah because no but like you know that that kind of like a red flag behavior when somebody's just doing it like trying to push you into drinking or push you into eating rubbish because they don't feel good about themselves that can't be good i would probably say from seeing my clients one of the reasons i just people in general i don't think people make progress is the never-ending chase for perfection yeah because it's always an all or nothing concept people will go from they'll say to themselves all right i'm gonna binge this week because say for example in october it's gonna be a clean sheet i'm not gonna drink i'm gonna be tracking all my calories i'm gonna train three times a week and as soon as that doesn't go to plan it all falls apart and people are like oh no i've i've messed up i'm gonna start again next month it's people constantly trying to chase perfection in the way they live as, well. as perfection like how they look and how they feel as well but people are always like oh everything about how i want to live and how i want to get these results needs to be perfect instead of just doing it incrementally it's the expectations isn't it like yeah. manage your own expectations of where you are in life and what you want because like if, if this is this just comes back to like the transformations like if somebody comes to me and they have like such a busy month or like two three months ahead holidays and whatnot i'm like there is no point or oh, even like try starting this because you're just not going to give me your all what i need from you to get to where we need to be so like maybe if we start it easier we ease them into it and like you know make some habitual changes first before we push a little bit more to get like you know their like their result but like if somebody comes for like a 12-week transformation we just want to get leaner but they have like all sorts of social events coming up like it's just not gonna happen you know because there are because like, there's a people who want to change their lives completely like you for instance your clients for, for instance like you know there's emotional mm. you know and then there's people who are already lean they just want to get a little bit leaner like get that six pack out but still like it's not gonna happen if there is a lot going on I think a common thing that comes up uh, for the clients that I do work with who, let's say, don't make progress or are not as successful as others, it is that they don't have that belief in themselves. So it's, they've had this idea of getting fit and healthy for so long. And for a lot of them that have been unhealthy for a very, very long time. And a lot of them do have struggles with mental health, anxiety, that sort of thing. So the reason they're unsuccessful at first is, or making excuses, if I'm honest, at first is because deep down they feel like they're not worthy of it. They don't, they're not worthy of being healthy or succeeding. So we do a lot of mindset work so they can see themselves much more positive light and that will help them stay even more motivated to do everything that I'm asking of them. I kind of, this is something I was talking about with a client the other day actually. She had seen a post of uh, a woman who had been pregnant, who was a personal trainer, and she had posted about like a before and after pregnancy sort of thing. And she was like, look, if I can train like this and if I can do this after pregnancy, I can't remember if she was pregnant 
or she'd been pregnant and it was postnatal, I can't remember. But she was like, if I could do all this, then so can you whilst I'm pregnant. And that is another thing, I'd probably say from our perspective that personal trainers and people who work in fitness don't really consider as much as well, is that fitness isn't everyone's life. That's mm. another thing to take home from this. That I know that I know that we're saying that this is why people don't get results, but sometimes maybe people actually don't really, like we were saying before, people have a, a more internal reason or they've got a bigger why and they've not really considered it. But for me, to for someone to say, oh, well, I can do this, so, you, so can't you. But we're personal trainers. We obviously have some sort of advantage because we will love exercise in some way because we do this job. We also spend a large portion of our time in the gym. And for the most part, I'm not saying every personal trainer, but most of us will have some slight genetic advantage to fitness, which is probably why we do the job because we'll have had some sort of interest in sport or lifting or something. So that is like another thing we have to consider is it's not everyone's life. It's a bit more our lives because it's what we do, yeah. but fitness isn't like, most of my clients actually can't stand the gym. I'll be honest. And they will straight up agree with me. That's why most of my clients don't train outside of our sessions. And it's kind of remembering that mindset, I think, of a co as a coach is to remember, it can be frustrating for us that people aren't getting to their goals. But then I have to sit back and remember, well, these people probably aren't thinking about it anyway near as much as I am. That's a really fair point, actually. Something I've recently started doing with my clients is ask them what their values are. Essentially, ask them what's important to you friends, family, connections, that mm -hmm. sort of thing. And the reason why I get them to do that is sometimes people will be on this journey and they feel stuck. Let's say they're not getting results or not motivated one thing after another, or let's say they're spending a lot more time with friends and family and they're feeling guilty about it. I remind them of that list and the hierarchy. I know it's difficult to hierarchy what's important compared to friends, family, fitness, all the rest. But by looking at that list, it reminds you of what else is important in your life. And actually, I'm glad I remembered that. There's a client, an online client of mine. We've took a completely different approach to a lot of my other clients. Um, we've never done scales, measurements, pictures. And for her, coming to me was to help build her relationship with food and herself, obviously. But she did want to lose weight. She didn't want to track food or anything like that. So it was a completely like new way of doing things. And she's made a, loads of progress in regards to like her body shape. She's stronger and she feels much more confident in herself, but she's kind of stuck at the moment, if I'm honest, because she has had this thought process of training for, for fat loss and how she's looked for years, but now she's trying to shift that mindset. And basically I told her to write down her values list. Um, Cause as I said, she, she came to me wanting to lose weight as well as loads of other things. And we had a conversation and her importance, the, her value of fat loss was like number eight hmm. compared to everything else. Hmm. Um, on top of um, fat loss, it was she wants to enjoy fitness, like enjoy food, like be stronger, so many things. So essentially what we discovered from that list is fat loss really isn't as important to her anymore. And that was a really aha moment for her. Cause she was like, oh my gosh, yeah, like it's not. Like why am I still chasing it? And it's, as I said, it's a really good tool that I've used with my clients because when they find themselves in moments of like struggling with motivation or stuck, I tell them to look back at that list and see all the other important things in their life that's not just fitness or just fat loss. Um, yeah, so I think that goes really well with your point actually. Yeah, definitely. It's like goals are important, but it's not the end of the world. There are, there are other things. Yeah. 
I wish I could say the same for my clients. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have a choice. Yeah, but your, your clients come to you for a specific 100%, thing. Exactly. Like, Mine don't. Yeah. If someone comes to me and be like, it's not important, I'd be like, well, you're not working with me. <laughs> yeah. Like, not in like yeah, a no, nasty way, but like, I don't. Yeah. So like the way I work, I work with the very A type personalities. So like there was a few moments, a few times where I didn't have that type of client and, you know, didn't obviously carry on for many weeks. Um, but I don't tend to work with people who make excuses because I, I cannot relate to them. And I, I don't know, maybe it's, maybe it's a Eastern European thing. I'm just, I just obviously always bring it to that. I just like, you know, you get something given, you do it, you know? And I'm not saying it's always the best thing. And I do understand my clients when, you know, things are coming up and like we try to work around it. I'm not always like, we either eat chicken and rice or do nothing. Like that's not it at all. <laughs> but like, I really don't tolerate excuses or, and like, and like if somebody tells me they want to do it and they want that result, then then I expect them to deliver yeah. because they came to me for that reason. So like, it's so interesting to see like how different you deal with your clients in comparison to me because I, I have actually a questionnaire. Not many people might know this, but when before people start, I have a questionnaire and it, then it tells me right at the start whether the person is an A-type personality. Ah. And if they aren't, then I'm not going to work with them. So like, it's not like, so it's my way to filter through the people. So this is just before, this is even before the consultation happens. So mm -hmm. sometimes, so like you have this, like, I think there's a 10 questions in there. And then he asks you, what, what would you do in this case? Or what would you do in that case? And if most of the answers are D's and C's, then I'm like, mm-mm. And if it's A and B's, I'm like, okay, you're my girl. Yeah. Make sense? Yeah. So it's a way for me to save myself from then the hassle long-term of obviously not being the PT for the person and the person not getting essentially the most out of me because mm -hmm. I'm just not very emotional on that. No, but that's okay because that's okay because mm. that's the type of client you train and yeah. you want to train. And in a way, I mean, don't get me wrong, I know you have long-term clients, but you're more getting from A to B. Yeah. And I'm not saying that it's going to be a quick process, but you're an A to B. Yeah. Whereas I am more of a lifestyle. Yeah. Client. I have clients who I've had for five years. And I think that's another th point we need to make is if you're going to go to the gym or you're training, you don't have to have a goal. As you don't have to have a set goal. You don't have to train for a reason. That's another thing to point out. You don't have to go to the gym to lose weight. You don't have to go to the gym to get stronger. You can just go to the gym because you want to stay fit and you want to exercise. And that's like another another like aspect of it. Obviously that's very different for why people might come to training. But like I have a client who signed up to me today. She's like, yeah, I cycle often. I like to go on hikes. I just want to get a bit stronger. And that's also okay. It just depends on what you're looking for and making sure you set realistic expectations of yourself as well to say that like, yeah, I actually have the time to put in 12 to 16 weeks to really knuckle down or actually do I just want to learn how to lift weights a bit better and feel more comfortable in the gym and I don't have any set goal or time frame I just want it to make it a habitual sort of thing and that's another point is it doesn't have to be a A to B because if it's always A to B if you've always got a I need to get this result that's like that's intense yeah but then also what I found is when people don't have the goal they tend to skip gym too much and like this is again it comes back to my personality and how my clients they need to get it done in my sense anyway like with you obviously it's different yeah. because you're kind of like well you know you go to gym when you feel better when you feel like it type of thing but then with me i'm like okay so you come to me because you want to learn or you want to you know lift heavier mm. etc so if they have too much time in, in between the sessions then again progress stalls and then i feel like when the progress stalls 
the client tends to then drop out or they just don't tend to enjoy it as much because they don't feel like they're making the progress. You feel like you can't engage with that client. Yeah, they, yeah. they no longer feel like, but this is just like my clients, yeah. for instance, you know, because I've never really trained people that you have. Yeah. So yeah, so it's just interesting to see different approaches. It's really interesting because I think I'm kind of in between you mm. guys. And I'll be honest, I've kind of struggled with my approach when it comes to clients essentially making excuses for themselves. You were saying earlier, you don't tolerate it. I would consider myself like a compassionate coach, like I take a holistic approach. So I take on board everything. But as the years have gone on, I've realized that I can't be too flexible, if I'm honest, because they've hired me for a reason. And sometimes, the best support you can give someone is a kick up their ass mm, and to tell yeah. them, look, you've got, you've got to get this done. You've told me that this is so important to you. Why are you not doing it? And it is, it's a bit of a difficult one to be honest. And I've been, I think that I'm better as the years have gone on with being able to communicate with my clients like pretty bluntly when it's needed to be done. And luckily I don't have many clients who I have to have that sit down conversation with and be like, right, get your ass in gear sort of thing. Um, but yeah, it is something that I'm still learning to be honest, because as I said, I feel like I'm in the middle. I've got clients who want to change their lifestyles, holistic approach, we're taking on board everything, but we're, I'm very like results driven as well. Um, so it's like, okay, if you want to change your lifestyle, but also you want to change your body shape and get healthier, we need to embed these, these things into your life. You need to train more than, once or twice a week with me, you need to be mindful of your nutrition. You need to be getting your steps in. Like that's a non-negotiable. Yeah. What do you do when you have a client who's got like a victim mentality and, and nothing is like, I don't know whether you had any like that, Erin, who just comes to sessions and just, you know, it's like this energy of like, oh, it's not going well. Nothing's good. Energy draining. Energy draining. Energy vampires. Yeah. yeah. I personally think that this has just happened for me. If I have had a client that's like that, they have just dropped off. Okay. Like, I, because I will be honest, I know it's funny because we're all very different coaches, but none of us, and it seems like I'm quite a soft coach, but none of us will still take any shit. No. no. As in, it's just the type of clients that I train are just not the people that are trying to get like a, an end result very yeah. quickly. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm not a very compassionate coach in the sense that I don't take a victim mentality, but then I suppose I don't really seem to get those clients. But I've found that if I have clients that are quite like energy vampires, mm. it's just not, it's not worked. Yeah, naturally that's, just, that's just not how, yeah, it's just naturally come to an end because I am, I will always say to my clients, I'm not your babysitter. Like I'm, I am, and again, like I'm not being horrible. I'm like, I will give you the tools and I am here, but I am not the type of PT that is going to text you every day. To ask. Some people will text people all the time, that's fine. But if I've got you for five years, I'm not texting you every day for the next five years. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not yeah, if you're doing years, a 12 no. week program and you I wanna be on it perfectly. I don't, I literally don't respond to anyone. You'll know, you know that. <laughs> But like, if you're doing a 12 week program and you want someone that's on it, fine. But again, do that for 12 weeks. What's gonna happen after that 12 weeks and you've got, you've got someone like texting you and mothering you after that 12 weeks yeah. every day. I'm not your babysitter. You, you are a grown adult at the end of the day, right? And this is what I say to people. This is why I tell people that I'm not mega like on it outside the sessions. I will give you the tools 
I say to you, if you need anything from me or if you've got any questions, you know I'm here. I won't say no to people if they want calories tracking, if they want food diaries, if they want sessions. It is all there. I'm not going to hassle you about that though because that's your job. Like I'm, I mean, it sounds really tight, but again, it's because I have long-term clients. I don't have short-term. If someone's coming to a six-week goal, I'd be more on it. But you know what I mean? It's a job. It's not my lifestyle. I... Mm. That's what I'm saying. I don't even text my friends that much outside of the gym, like outside of my life. So I am not going to be a person that's going to mother my clients. What about in the sessions? You know, like when they come to sessions and they're like, how do you approach that, um, like a session where they come and they're very like, like how's your day at work been? Oh, oh everything's so terrible. <laughs> Had a horrible <laughs> week, horrible day. Um, so say for example, my client comes in and they're feeling a bit crappy or they've not slept very well. I feel like I'm giving away a secret now to my clients. <laughs> I always start and I just say to them, it's no problem. I said, you're here. I said, let's just do the session. Let's just take it a bit slower. Let's just take a few more breaks if you need to. Let's just not go as heavy. And then usually people tend to end up just Warm doing exactly what they yeah, were yeah. supposed to do. That's, what, that's not how, because I think the thing with my sessions is I'm not trying to boast that I'm like a high energy person. But people come to me for the conversations, as in people really do come to me for more of a chat. So it might be that some of those sessions, we end up just talking a little bit more and taking a tiny bit more rest break, but still doing the session. The session always still gets done. Whether it's you end up missing out an exercise or two, or I'll just say to someone, right, let's just go a bit easier today. We drop the weight a bit back that week. And I, but I always just tend to say to people, don't get caught up on that. It's just this week. I promise you when you've had a bit more sleep, you'll be fine the next day. And they're always fine. Yeah. That's me. I kind of just ease people into the session a bit more, I'd probably say. But I don't I don't actually have any like real bad energy vampires. Mm. And if I have, off. they've just dropped they drop, off. They do tend to drop off. My, yeah. I, I've had the same experience um, with those energy vampires. But I think as I've been able to set better boundaries in my workspace, I don't get those people anyway. Um... But for the few that I have had for, let's say, like longer, um, who come in, I, as I said, I've learned so much on the job. I, I let them talk because for some people they do need to like vent, but I'm just very clear and I'm very clear. So I'm just trying to think of an example. So let's say, okay, here's one. Let's say someone comes to me and they said, okay, yeah, last week, last week wasn't good. I wasn't able to get any of my walks in because of this reason, this reason, this reason. I couldn't find time. I'll turn around and be like, you didn't make the time. <laughs> I'm like, you didn't make the time. That's yeah. okay. But how can we go about making the time in the future? Yeah. Because you've got 15 minutes in your day. Yeah. To get. Do you know what I mean? So I'm able to kind of like put it back pretty yeah. like yeah. bluntly, if I'm honest. But I kind of, as I said, I'll let them vent a bit, but I'll come back and like, reframe it reconstruct it reframe yeah. it and be like right how do we make sure this doesn't happen again um and for those who do come in and uh, luckily i don't have any clients like that and haven't for a while but those who i have had some who have come in and God, like oh yeah. everything's terrible oh. um similar to erin sometimes i'll be like right leave it at the door like you're here now let's put on some beyonce and i'm just usually just like buzzing around the gym <laughs> or i have had to sack a client once yeah that happened to me a few times I, yeah, I, I don't, honestly, like, there was this time, I think, a few months ago, and bless her, you know, like, obviously, I wasn't the right PT for her, but 
oh my gosh did i not feel like i was gonna walk out of the gym every minute <laughs> yeah any yeah. extra 10 minutes and i'll be like i can't do this anymore you know it really was quiet something and yeah. you know you try and you really put the energy up but it's just not coming back no. you give it up you, you give it that's all the there. frustrating thing that's when you do give yeah. like yeah, even yeah, yeah. more than what but you used to back yeah because right? yeah. usually when the clients are tired even even the yeah. ones that don't want to do it they still give you something back yeah but when, they, when you give 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 and the mm. person is just like oh i just really can't do this today i'm just like i'm gonna walk out i'm gonna walk out any minute now yeah. <laughs> and not turn back <laughs> yeah i've never really had someone refuse to do exercises which i'm very happy about but oh, yeah, no. i i'll probably say as well those people tend to drop off because they probably realize that you're not what they're looking for exactly. as well because if they come to you and you're not giving them that sympathy because exactly. it's happened to me remember the client who got the ubers to the gym I had a client um, who I'm gonna say it was like you guys weren't the right fit. Yeah, it was like a four hundred meter walk from the gym I and she would get an Uber. I'm gonna say maybe eight hundred meters actually to be fair. Wow. Basically it was not a very far walk. But my point is that person obviously wanted someone to mother them and to yes. f- and give them sympathy to be like, Oh, I'm really sorry that this is the way you're feeling and like mother them through it and because we're not the type of people that are going to do that even though we have all our different ways of training people, they kind of realize, well, this is not what I, because they don't, they want the sympathy. I agree. I this is exactly That's the, that, thing, the yeah. victim mentality the vi- thing we kind of talked about. Before. They want you to be like, oh, I'm really sorry. Let, like, let's just, and we're like, no, you're paying us for a reason yeah. to do this. And those people don't like the hard truth either. No, they don't. They hate it. So like that time I had this late, oh, bless her. I just keep saying bless her because you just made me really, anyway. So she was like, she was telling me like something hurting, you know, like, oh, just really tired here and tight here. And I was like, okay, let's go on with it. <laughs> so because I wasn't giving her the, oh, yeah, are don't you bite. Okay? I've helped, I've noticed if you don't bite, they'll just get on with it. But yeah. they got on with it. But then yeah. also they, they're like almost annoyed. Deep down, they're annoyed because, mm. like you said, you don't murder them. Yeah. So <laughs> it is quite funny when you kind of look at it. But also it's like, wow, the difference in people is insane. Yeah. yeah. But I think it's definitely important as a coach for coaches who are listening to set those boundaries in place of your clients. And especially if you're a new PT, I understand it's really difficult, but I've seen PTs who have had absolutely no boundaries and they've gone above and beyond like crazy Mm. stuff for their clients. And for that client, they'll be like, yeah, I've got the best personal trainer in the world, but that personal trainer is struggling because they're emotionally exhausted from supporting this person and essentially being their therapist when we're not therapists. So it is, it's hard, but you need those boundaries in place and to learn tools on how to navigate people who will may bring certain things to you. So you know how to, to take it on board in the best way for you. That is like one thing I probably, this is like totally not even on topic, but this is one thing I think as being a PT is, and this is, I have no problem with this in some ways because I actually really, I don't, I, I have no problem with people coming to me with the problems. Just don't expect me to solve them if it's <laughs> yeah, not, if it's not strength training related yeah. or exercise related. <laughs> I can't actually. If you can't squat, I'm yeah, not interested. Like, <laughs> but people expect, as our profession, to be a multitude of things. People expect you to be a personal trainer, but under that also be a bit of a therapist. Also be a nutritionist. Because Friend. I'm saying, 
I think for most people, we're not even really supposed to be giving out that much nutritional advice. No. People expect you to have the, the qualifications of being a nutritionist, doing the, the physical activity, being a therapist, being a friend. Again, being I'm a not physio. Being a physio. Yeah, physio. And everything. Sorry. <laughs> that's, that's, you. That's, you. that's you, Dom. Yeah. And my point is, I don't have a problem with most of these things. I am friends with all of my clients. But that's like another consideration as well is like, we can help, but only to a certain extent. And really only within our scope of yeah. practice, which is actually exercise based. There's, there's <laughs> nothing wrong with, um, what's the word? Referring out. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember when I first started, I don't know if anyone else can relate, but I, I don't know. I just thought that I should know everything. And then as the years went on, I was like, no, like it's absolutely fine to um, refer out. And obviously like, work within your own scope of practice is absolutely nothing wrong with that um and it's got to the point like where like i like will recommend like therapy to some of my clients and i don't mean that in a horrible way but not that i have like loads of people like completely giving me their life stories but just some helpful advice to to yeah maybe have a look for some extra support i think everybody should have a therapist at some point yeah okay so We've talked about all the reasons why you might not make progress, but not even giving you any hints as to why, what you can do to make progress. Um, one of my biggest tips I would say to you is, I read this in a book once, is ask yourself why five times. So if you think to yourself, I want to, I don't want to use lose weight because everyone says lose weight. I want to get stronger. Why? Because I want to look good on holiday. Why do you want to look good on holiday? because I want people to think that I've got a good body. Why? And ask yourself that question, mm. why, five times to try and get to the root cause of your reason for doing something. But that's not even like just the gym, that could be anything. But if you ask yourself why five times, you'll get yourself closer to that root cause and then it's easier to make a plan and it's easier to take those next steps to do your training to implement a program that will work for you. Because if you're just thinking about those extrinsic motivations or you're just thinking, I wanna get fit for holiday, that's only gonna last you for a few weeks until your holiday and yeah. then it will disappear. Really try and knuckle down, ask yourself why five times. And once you get to that point of you know your real reason for why, why you want to do this, then it's a lot easier to think, well, how do I do this now? I'm definitely going to use that one. That's, that's yeah. that one, yeah. one. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't really me. That was Simon Sinek. <laughs> I stole that from a book. I love Simon yeah. Sinek. My advice would be to hold yourself accountable and as best as you can, be open and honest with yourself. Essentially, all that comes from being able to improve your relationship with yourself. The more you improve your relationship with yourself and you know yourself, you'll be able to understand what's going on in your head, why you're deciding to embark on a journey and then be able to hopefully follow the steps that you need to get there. By really getting into the nitty gritty, you may find that these goals that you have aren't actually, or these beliefs that you have about yourself aren't actually yours, they belong to somebody else and then that's a whole other thing. But be able to really hone in on your why, be able to hold yourself accountable to why you're deciding to go on this journey and paying somebody to to support you through it and be able to be open and honest with not just yourself but with a coach if you do decide to get a coach because you can't you have to be honest to to be successful you can't 
like blag it or lie to yourself because it will just end up even if let's say you're successful and you end up finishing the transformation or whatever it is and you've been lying to yourself the whole time saying yeah i'm doing it for my reason it will come to a point where it blows up in your face so yeah i agree with both of the points but i also gonna say i'm gonna say manage the expectations so obviously don't go to a PT saying you want X, Y, Z when you cannot do the X, Y, Z or you cannot do what is needed to do to achieve the goal. So that's going to be a big one anyway. And the second thing I'll say is just get on with it. Yeah, I was going to say, sometimes you've got to suck just it up, haven't you? get on with it. Because of course, do you think that we every day love to work out? Like there are days where we just don't want to do it. Like I have to drag myself to gym to work out especially when I have a clients in between, it's so much mm. dedication and so we much. We all have to hype each other up, don't we? Genuinely, I'm <laughs> sitting by this, come on, let's go, let's work out, you know? So like, it's so difficult to do it. And then like, you, I think because people expect us to be like, loving, we love exercise, but I don't love it every day. I genuinely like, in the past probably six months, I, I can't even count on my hand how many times I wanted to work out. <laughs> but I still know that if I don't do it, I feel like rubbish after. So the main reason why I train now, I don't have a big specific goal in my hand, head, for instance, like aesthetic, but I just want to feel energetic because I need energy right now in my life. So if I don't have the energy, then I just feel like rubbish the day after. So if you don't want to do it, that's fine, but you're still going to do it. Basically, that's all I got to say lean into being uncomfortable and what's the saying the definition of madness is doing the same thing and expecting a different Mm. like outcome so if you expect to do what you're doing prior to having a coach and getting the results that you want that's obviously not going to happen so you need to be open to change and you need to lean into being uncomfortable because it is uncomfortable doing things that you're not used to at the start but as long as your approach is realistic and sustainable for you that uncomfortability will decrease and yeah, will just become part of your life. Get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yes. We'll end it there. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the Confessions of a Female Coach podcast. Again, we're your host, Vanessa Summers. You can find me on Instagram under the handle at page fitness. That's with two eyes. Dominika Lukova at the curve coach. Erin Barber and that's at Erin Barber Erin with a Y not an I that's it for now we'll see you again soon bye bye